Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay, so we're switching things up. So typically this would be our family night where we have a big meal together, but we did that last week to honor Hanukkah, right? So we had that huge meal. I'm sure if you tuned in on live, you were able to see just the honor that was poured onto a festival that we are learning about, a new thing we're being asked to walk in and to honor and to be aware of. And so, um, so this week we're changing things up and it is going to be heaven awareness night tonight. So not just coming like heaven, like I'm aware of it. There's a place called heaven, but actively engaging with what's here. So if you look around and we're just using our eyes, we're just seeing these physical bodies, but there is a whole lot more that's in the room. There's a whole lot more to engage with. So we're going to be engaging with what heaven is saying tonight. Um, We're just coming out of Hanukkah, like I said, honoring and establishing that new tradition We were all given the label, I don't think that's probably the right term, but given the honor of being a keeper of the flame. So being that keeper of the flame, like it's up to me to make sure that I'm maintaining that. And so I was just this morning just pressing into some things of what he was wanting to speak tonight. And he had me go back and reference notes from throughout the year. One of the things that really stood out was to the degree that you honor is the degree that he can own. And so what gets me emotional about that is it's not just about me and my temple, but the things that we have honored, the things that we have chosen as a family to honor this year, to honor a a, a feast, this festival of lights, to honor something like this, is not only about me and some new tradition that I'm learning, but it's about, um, It's about regaining a temple that what he started to show me was that it's so small. Like my mentality is so like me and my family and the traditions we're learning. And he's like, did you know that I'm actually using this family to relight a fire in my bride? Like there is something that is missing from the bride because we are all excited about December 25th. And it holds no gravity when it comes to what what his son honored, what he honors. And so, I just think about how like, it was huge for me to regain my temple, to take back what was rightfully mine, to take things down that, shouldn't have been a part of my life. But even more than that, like this temple, thank you. Like as a family that we would rededicate this temple, like this physical place, that this would be a place that would be so aware of him. And then it only spreads from there. Like my mind thinks so small because I'm just stuck to this, but he's taking it to regain his bride like he's rededicating his bride that flame that you're personally so excited about is so much bigger there is a bride that is has allowed things to be erected did we not declare 
that this would be the end of the church age. Like it would be the end of church. And now he's saying, I'm coming and I'm bringing a family that is on fire and is willing to turn and light some other fires that are then going to take my bride and she is going to be on fire. She's going to be spotless. She's going to have that oil that burns. That's a miracle. That's a testimony for ages to come. So last week, I believe for our Hanukkah dinner was just a rehearsal. Like we've had, our apostles have been pouring out it's a rehearsal of what's to come because one day, right? So one day, this, what we rehearsed is what the world will sit and honor, that there will be families all over the world that sit and honor something that he honored. Like it is a big deal. And so I wanted to honor this family for pressing through in that and for just being willing to lay down what we've known to honor something new. Sorry. I just, um, something that's kind of been weighing, it's like the accumulation of everything we've been talking about. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to skip over here yet, but I just feel like this is the year that we have talked about how the rapture mentality is going to be something that we're laying down, right? Like no longer operating in the rapture mentality. Is that not something, like can we recognize that that's something that the bride has erected in her life to operate under? And while this is being something that is, is just um, trained into, we have a bride that's been trained to operate in a, I'm out of here anyway. Like, I'm leaving, so I don't know who's going to take care of this mess, but it's not me. And when he's talking about restoring his temple, like restoring his bride, bringing that light back, that is something that the bride is going to wake up to. Can we get bold and say this coming year, the bride of Yeshua is going to wake up and be aware of the world that needs her attention, of a mess that needs her attention. Um... One of the things that is just challenging a mindset in me is, okay, so I think like I had to have a fire relit in me to be able to recognize what's going on, to be able to um, see a little different, to get my perspective brought into order. And I think about the bride that I'm having a little bit of trouble saying it because I don't want to put it out there like, but I almost feel like he's just like, go for it. Because the truth of it is when we decided to partner with the rapture mentality, we became a bride who turned away and the world decided, you know what? Let's start aborting babies and we'll make that legal. Like, one of the things that I found out this week that I never really maybe clicked in my mind, it's probably been said a million times, but did you know that when the Jesus movement happened, that's when Roe versus Wade happened? And because the bride doesn't care, there's literally no, 
no fire in us to even be aware of what's happening in the world. That there are babies' lives that are being taken while we turn and look away or say it's not my problem because I'm leaving. We've allowed it to become somebody else's issue and the world took it and made it theirs. So in this year, being the family that decides to rehearse what it looks like to take the temple back and be a bride that maybe just has a little fire, a little flame, that is going to be something that grows into something huge. And I'm expecting a full awakening of the bride this year. That as a family who's rehearsing, we are rehearsing so we can turn and explain what it looks like to lay down something that I'm holding so tight to. I'm willing to fight over a Christmas tree and presents, but I'm not willing to fight over babies' lives. So I just... I guess I'm just excited. I know I don't look like it, but I'm excited to know that we just walk in a, in a manner that leads. So we'll press through as a family because what we know is coming for Flagstaff. Let's just start here, even though we know that's not even the end of it. But a city is going to wake up and say, wait a second. I've been partnering with that I'm leaving and all of this has been happening. Like that's gonna change this year. Those things are gonna get turned around and it's all because a family decided, and let me be bold in that, a family decided I'm gonna honor what he honors and I don't care how weird it looks. I'm gonna get bold about it on Facebook and I don't care how weird it looks. And that is what is going to reignite and take back that temple and redeem that bride to the place where her fire is lit again. So, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I just, I know tonight is is a time to be actively engaged with heaven. That as a family, we are gonna do some things that will symbolize a light being lit in our lives. Um, I don't know who said it, but girls, will you bring me our candle? Somebody, I think it was Amber may have announced that when we did our Hanukkah weekend, our breakthrough celebration of family all packed into one house that we were given a blessing who called this a blessing you called it a blessing okay well that was awesome <laughs> i'm like i don't know who called. i was thinking somebody referred to it as a gift so this as the blessing i got stuck in a word search so can i just be can i practice something really quick <laughs> Okay, so I decided to search out what is blessing because I, I know what he's speaking is the blessing that he's going to pour out isn't going to be able to be contained. And so I'm like, well, what is that? I mean, blessing to me, you know, oh, it's money. Like, that's all I've ever known. You just, you pray for his blessing and he gives you finances. And then he 
started to speak what it actually means. So let me just practice my Hebrew diving in. Okay, so blessing actually means to ascend to the dwelling place, I in him and him in me, to see around the corner, to take action of authority, and to see the original intent, to then gain access to all of heaven's supply. So, okay, let me just, oh my gosh. That's so annoying to do that noise over the mic. Okay, blessing. So this is what is coming tonight. When your fire is lit with this small but extremely powerful gift, this act of a blessing from a mother and father over a company of people, over a family, he's speaking that there was a mother and father in just this act right here. Can we just take it to our family? a mother and father who ascended to a dwelling place this week for you and I, that they went with him and him with them to see around the corner for our lives. To bring the action of authority, to see the original intent, to gain access to all of heaven's supply, to then pour back into you. And then one more time for you to the world, because it doesn't stop there, right? It then just continues to multiply. So that kingdom heirs would ascend to the dwelling place where we would be with him and him with us to see around the corner for his bride, that action of authority that stands to see her original intent and gains access to all of heaven's supply. So that tonight, that's what we get to participate in. It is a night of engaging with heaven. Live, we are in a little while, not right now, but in a little while, we are going to go into a family encounter. We have had our spiritual parents have been pressing in this week and probably way more than just this week to to have to bring a word, to declare over this as they bless each family and send us into our next not even just 2021, but our next, like what is to come for our families for our next. I wanted to just give this quick little thing before I turn it over. So mom and dad, if you want to come up here. Um, This is a little thing that I have at my office and I have looked over it many times and I've skipped over it and I didn't know what it meant or what it was for or why we even had it. And it's been sitting there like You should use this. And I didn't even know why. Um, But I just, I kept feeling like the pull to bring this to you guys tonight. So you guys can't really see what this is. But it is a wick dipper with a flame on top. And um, I don't personally use them because I'm not super fancy. But (laughs) this is for you guys. Just a small act of... um, just a prophetic statement. So what I, what it actually is used for is you take the wick of your candle when you want to blow the candle out and you dip it in the wax and then you pull it back up. Well, what it does is it puts the candle, the fire out. So there's not this big smoky flamey mess that, you know, when you blow it and then it's like, I don't know about you guys, but splashes wax and then you've got the smoke. 
and you just dip it, and then the next time the candle's lit, it actually makes the candle life go longer. It keeps the flame burning longer when you use a wick dipper. It's just this tiny little tool. But I just felt like everything that we have had to walk through has had to take what I've known, what my fire was, and it had to be dipped and put into some heat, like a hot wax and a flame put out that I thought was keeping things burning. Maybe a very little flame that I thought was keeping, like, this is awesome. I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to just ride this out till Jesus comes and takes me home. And he was like, I'm going to let that burn out so I can bring something new so it can last way longer. So it can have a much brighter flame and so it can last double the time that you thought it was going to. So I just wanted to give you guys that tonight to just symbolize that we are, we're ready to be pulled up and relit again. And so we just thank you guys for everything that you have pressed into this week for our family. And, and we release you to share what you, on your hearts. <laughs> Man, there, there's, um, there's an anointing on tonight because of everything that Missy's talking about in the place that we've come time-wise. Um, I almost feel like the Holy Spirit is saying that the Father's going to give a word, a final word to set us on a course or set us on the on a path for the, the renewed and redeemed season that we're entering into. And Missy just articulated some tools, some considerations, and I just want to give a few more Mom's going to give a few more tools and considerations before we engage in this encounter. And in the, in the mode of heaven awareness, these things that we're just going to briefly tell you are going to heighten our awareness for what we're about to engage in tonight. Okay, so chronologically, the Maccabees, Yehuda the, Yehuda the Maccabees and Hanukkah. I think it's interesting that the way the Father is taking us through everything, we just celebrated Hanukkah, which we, we've been going over the story. But chronologically, people that are Hebrew thinkers or people that live in Israel, it's common knowledge to them that the time frame of when that revolt happened was in between the Old Testament and the Renewed Covenant. So when, when moms taught about being transitionaries, think about, the rededication of the temple and how time-wise that set everything up for a renewed covenant. So I want us to just be aware of that. And one other thing that I, th I believe is a, a, is a consideration tonight is that it was eight days, new beginnings, right before the renewed covenant. And what I feel like just burning is that it was, they went all in. The Maccabees went all in. Okay, so I just want to say to you that in this next season, this next era, this renewed covenant, that Yahweh wants you to go all in. All in. Okay, and it's key because what happened when they rededicated the temple, the second temple became central to the identity of a nation. So what I want to say to you tonight, as you engage in, in heaven Okay, as you engage with the Father and all of heaven, 
I want you to know that the degree to which you go all in is the degree to which you're gonna, your identity in its fullness is going to be revealed in the next. There are parts of there are parts of who you are as individuals, as a family, as a corporate family that we will not fully realize if we're not willing to go all in. Not just day one, not just dedication for day two, three, four, five, six, but all the way to eight, all the way to day eight. To be able to have a mindset that we're fighting and we're engaging fully to the point of new beginnings. And after they, after they revolted and the temple was rededicated, it became central to the nation's identity. So what I feel is important for us to know tonight is that as we engage, there are things that are going to be unlocked in us in the next season. But we have to be willing to go all the way. Amen. So as we engage tonight, just be thinking about all the things that the Lord took us through as we, uh, we kind of finalize a season with celebrating Hanukkah as a family. And what, what does that really mean? And I would submit to you that there's things that have been in you that have been dormant that he will only unlock in the next era to people that have gone all in. Amen. Um, I was, this is totally kind of off topic, but I'm just like sitting over there smiling because it doesn't like, I don't know if there's anything that brings me more joy than to have a daughter, like do what she just did. So to me, it's worth it to be the crazy ones to say, that's what it's for. Because while she talked about, you know, the Jesus movement started and there was something else that was being discipled. So while that was going on and people were getting lost in Jesus, we weren't discipling because of that mentality of, well, I'm out anyways. And so to turn then in this next era and take dominion and actually have follow through and actually have ownership and turn and face and look at a mess. I mean, you can go down the list of abortion. It could be divorce. It can be uh, anything that we're trading with. I mean, we're talking about new covenant. We're talking about a genuine authentic covenant where we trade within the confines of a, of a, uh, a marriage agreement with him. Right? I mean, we've kind of talked about that at the, at the end of the dinner last night, that ultimately there's an aspect that this renewed covenant is, it, it was a gift to us. And so what I want us to be encouraged in, that the things that are going to get unlocked is that while we dove headfirst into the, the festival or the celebration of Hanukkah, it's an interesting way that he's led us, but don't forget that it really started when we dove into the prophecy of all of the fall feasts. And so there's an aspect of our light being rededicated to endure the building of all that's to come because we have not embraced as a family what it looks like yet to honor the feast in what they were, what they are now, and what's to come. So all that Hanukkah was was the ability to stand and say light, everything Missy just said, that we would be lit up to be able to endure the building process of what's coming. So 
we know, I don't know if we know. So one way to explain it is 365 days in the year. Essentially, you can look at it as if it's a 24-hour period. Does that make sense if I say that? So 365 days is a whole 24-hour period. So from about fall to March is the night season. So once fall hits, you begin to get into the winter, and you are, you basically right now, we're in the middle of the night, and once we shift from the middle of the night, we begin to start to approach the morning hours. And so what Yahweh has spoken to us with walking as a Hebrew mindset and understanding that, then what's happening tonight is we're in the middle of the night. And we know that in the night season, because something as a family that I believe that we once learned is that darkness is the enemy. But it's not. It's the mystery. And it's his light being exposed on the darkness that it becomes to our benefit. So there's an aspect where in the night season, he begins to give us strategies in the nighttime so that you know when morning comes how to walk out your day. So it's in this time that we can dive into the dreams, dive into the strategy, go into the darkness, seek out those mysteries, because then he's going to give us that strategy. As March begins to approach and Passock comes, we're going to begin to celebrate what he's exposed in us in the night season. So I believe that tonight as we encounter and as we engage and as we receive our family's blessing, we are looking around the corner to what's to come to be able to dwell with him so that we can know how to walk out the building. Does that make sense? And I find it interesting that she got us a wick thing because I'm reading it and at first I'm like, oh, because it talks about how you have to like, It stops soot buildup and independent lab results show that trimming the wick, so there's cutting and then you don't want the soot to build up. And so then you, you, you basically, when using a wick dipper to extinguish the flames. And so sometimes I'll feel like we are flame extinguishers. A lot of the time I feel like I'm a flame extinguisher because everything that he's shown us is so much of laying down what we've learned. And it's the most horrible thing when somebody's fighting over Merry Christmas or a Christmas tree. And I'm like, that isn't him. And you feel like you're just cutting, fl- you're, just, you're just taking everyone's flame away. But what I want us to be excited about is what happens when you do that is it says, remember that your candle is the most fragrant candle on the market. After a few hours, your space smells amazing. There's something about what's happening, being dipped in that oil to be lit in the authentic wax, not what was lit before where it's all full of soot and isn't really a, it's off, it is a flame but there's a lot of smoke and there's not a whole lot of fragrance. So if our incense is to be a part of what it is that gives night and day, day and night, what is that? And so there's an aspect of it that I want us to get excited about as a family because we haven't even experienced the building yet. Even just on the car ride here, he started to give us revelation that as I'm, you know, walking out December 25th, I mean to us, it was December 25th. I mean, we did bookkeeping and we did laundry and we, you know, it was just December 25th. So, I mean, it's Kendra's birthday. So that's the day, right? But you begin to see all these people, Merry Christmas, and they're saying, and these gifts and all this stuff. And, and, and I, anyways, I say all of that because Hanukkah was just to rededicate for the fire. 
Moving forward, we have no idea what he's going to ask us to build. We have to understand that there is a story in the Bible where he did come and he was born. The problem is, is we've traded his birth for something marketable, and then we put Santa all over it, and we don't even understand the color red anymore, and we say we're celebrating his birthday, and it has nothing to do with him. But he did, he, he, he was born. He didn't necessarily say to celebrate it, but he was born. And he was born during the time we believe that what we've taught is he was, he was born during the fall feasts. So what does he want us to do as a family as we do get to honor? We don't forget that when we got all excited about building happened during Sukkot. But we weren't at a point yet to actually activate it. That's what's coming. Can you imagine seven days of tabernacling and understanding what does it mean that the word became flesh and dwelt among us? What does it mean that the kings followed astronomy and understood the cosmic calendar and understood the stars and understood where he was? What gifts did they bring to him? What does it mean to operate in gold? This isn't getting torn away from us. This is just the beginning. We're just going to rehearse at the proper time because we understand that his timing means something. And so we're not going to just slap Merry Christmas and say, well, it's probably when he was born. And, and it, it, that doesn't even have anything to do with the seasons and the times. So what's exciting about what's coming in this night season is that we get to move forward in building. What does Pasach look like? What does Shavuot look like? What does Sukkot look like? What does that look like for our family? And what kind of flame is that that is so authentic and so fragrant that you would have a movement where we would begin to see more and more and more Facebook posts during Yom Teruah saying I, the Isaiah scripture, to us a king was born. But what was Isaiah saying at that time that we've traded and haven't understood what that actual scripture means like Missy diving into the word blessing? How much has just become mundane? Oh, blessing. I'm going to receive a blessing. What does that mean? What does it look like? We get to dive into those things. And so, uh, again, as we engage tonight, there's going to be some strategy in the night season for what's to come. Because as we begin to build, it is going to happen really when the morning comes. And his mercies are new every morning. And he's going to be rebuilding things. And he's going to be showing us things that I believe that there's going to be such an authentic fragrance that we are going to have the bride wake up to the things that matter. And I think that that is what is so heart-wrenching is the things that we fight for and the battlegrounds that we have decided to fight on and yet ignore the things that matter. And being able to go back to the original, and I mean, that's part of the blessing. Seeing around the corner to see the original intent. And some, it's not, it seems like it is. You go back to the original intent and people are like, you are nuts. Well, we are so far off from the original intent, we don't even, we can't even acknowledge it. Does that not sound like a time period? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, that's what was happening when he was walking the earth, is they were like, but you're not the guy. Because they were so far off from the original intent, they could not understand when he showed up. Amen? So, what this is going to look like is, uh, I think just the, the, Music will just kind of go up a little bit. We'll turn the lights off. If you have your blessing, our heart was to activate that and, and light it as a, as a prophetic declaration of lighting that as a family. 
we're going to just kind of soak in his presence. So whatever that looks like for you, whether it's laying down, sitting, walking around, whether it's being together as a family or even individual, you don't have to, you don't have to stay. Whatever it looks like for you, we're just going to take the next hour and 15 minutes to just engage heaven and, and press into that dwelling place in the middle of the night so that when morning comes, we know how to walk based off what he has given us. Amen. And so uh, we are still live, right? So live, we, uh, we bless you. We send your blessing and we honor, we honor you. And uh, we send you into a time where I really would, if you're listening to this podcast, where if you're in the car, if you are in your room, if you're in the kitchen, that you would just take an opportunity and listen to the instruction that I'm giving that you would take the next hour to put on some frequency music, some worship music, some soaking music, and just be still. I am not asking you to pray. I am not asking you to do anything. I am just asking you to be restful in his presence and receive a dream. I know many of us have said some of our dreams started to get squashed, honestly, when morning came. Around March time of 2020, I've heard a lot of testimonies that some dreams have been squashed. Part of that is because it was the daytime. It was not the time to dream. It was the time to do. Now we're back in a rest place and we are back in a place to receive the dreams. And we activate that those dreams are going to come. So for the next hour, just begin to lean in and activate your imagination with him. And what is it that he's showing you? And I encourage you to write it down. Because when March comes, you may forget that dream. How many of you have a dream? Wake up and you're like, oh, that was a good dream. And for me, five minutes later, I cannot remember what I dreamed. Write the dream down so that when you wake up in March and Passock comes, you're going to know how to walk out that dream. Amen? Many of the dreams that are going to come are not going to be your own dream. You're going to have to synergize with other family, other sons and daughters. What was in your dream? What was in your dream? And that's that picture Missy's talking about at our birthday that we're going to begin to put our pictures together to be able to know how to walk out. So we bless you live. And uh, we are, um, during this time of active engagement, he is outside of time and he is outside of space. And so you also will receive your family blessing as your light is lit to endure the season coming up. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomheirsflag.org. Thank you.